Hello everybody and welcome to episode 10 of Own the Road with Auto Trader, where we make car stuff simple for Canadians. My name is Jody Lai and I'm the editor-in-chief of Auto Trader. And I'm Dan Alika. I am Auto Trader's editor. I mean road test editor. Are you trying to steal wow. my job? Usurping. Anyways, it's because I'm so excited today. Right, because today we're talking all about off-roading, which yes. is one of Dan's favorite things oh, to do. I love it. Why do you love it so much? I don't know. It's hard. It's it's very like you know. It's the it's the chess match of it. It's like getting out and exploring, and the, it's just so much fun. It's like a sense. I don't know if it's that kind of like um, you know frontier spirit almost, where you're just out. Just an adventurer. Kind of, yeah. It has that that feeling, especially like when you overcome an obstacle, uh, especially one that's you know given you all kinds of trouble, and you you make it across or through and it's just like really rewarding and yeah, yeah. i think it's really cool because it's not off-roading is not just about like bashing your way through no. stuff it's really technical this is for my friend jeff crane he needs can you just repeat that part for him why does he just bash through stuff oh yeah his, yeah he's he's mr more skinny pedal just like <laughs> you know for just give it some gas yeah but he needs to he, he needs to be lectured i do yeah. it all the time I mean, off-roading is... And he is, listens to the podcast, too. Oh, so he's okay. going to hear this and be like, feel shame. We Actually, have he's two not... Jeffs that we're going to shame on this episode then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. All right. So first, Jeff, um, off-roading is not about bashing your way through obstacles. It's true. I enjoy off-roading because it's very technical. Yeah. Um, you need a strategy. Yep. You have to be prepared. Yep. Um, and one of the coolest things about off-roading to me is the community because you know i'm not like a super outdoorsy person but i really i don't even think you'd have to go that far and say you're not a super outdoorsy person you're not at all an outdoorsy it's person it's true like, it's true yeah. i prefer the indoors i prefer cities <laughs> yeah but no it's true like the the four-wheeling community i find um probably more than any other kind of corner of of car culture as it as it were is the most welcoming the most supportive and so helpful yeah. and like they're not judgmental at all yeah. and so there's a ton of really great off-roading communities out there i gotta shout out my guys central ontario off-road jeep club nicest uh, guys amazing ever. amazing people um they're great because they you know they're i remember going out and it was like at people that were in you know forerunners and stuff like that and they just there was no like vehicle yeah, discrimination like so to speak they're like a group but you don't have to be a jeep they're driver great, to be part of their group they're great ambassadors um of you know off-roading and and of like that kind of scene yeah and yeah it's really and, and cool so, and even um the overlanding north people that we spoke to in an earlier episode um I just love these communities because if you're new or even if you've been off-roading for a really long time and you find yourself stuck and you need help, these Facebook groups have like forums. You could just drop a message like, hey, I'm stuck here. I need some help. Yes. And within like 10 minutes, somebody will come to your rescue. And that's just the type of community that the off-roaders yeah. kind of foster. And I really love that aspect of off-roading. Yeah. And, and also like, you know, the Ontario Federation of Four-Wheel Drive. Like the, the other cool thing about groups like the Central Ontario Off-Road Jeep Club is that they're part of, you know, these larger umbrella organizations that are really big on kind of, I don't know if rules and regulations is the right way to, to put it, but like the whole idea of, you know, land stewardship and off-roading the right way, like... I guess it's it's almost like they're they they hold themselves to a higher standard, but they're also 
held to a higher standard. So like their board members are members of the Federation board. So it's like these guys are, you know, pro guys and gals are like pros and, and, you know, not just because they love it, but because they're committed to it in more ways than one. Yeah, because they want to not only spread the word, but protect the land so that people can continue to enjoy it for like generations to come. These guys actually fight for, you know, trail access, trails that have been closed. Um, These are the, the people that end up, you know, going you know, taking the fight to whomever it may be, whether it's like the municipalities or the regions or even landowners that have previously allowed access uh, on their property and then have taken it away. These are the ones, you know, the groups that'll go to them and and kind of strike a deal Mm -hmm. to keep those trails open. They're also the ones doing like trail cleanup. And when I went, that was something for me that it was like, we were out. So the first first time I hung out with them, uh, I had the Jeep, Wrangler Rubicon 4xE, so the plug-in cool. hybrid version, and I thought, hey, it would be really cool to get together with these guys and bring this new kind of, you know, un, untested, in their eyes, uh, Wrangler. And so we went out, I think there was like 12 of us, 12 wow, vehicles. That's a big it group. was a big group. And I remember like watching as the, you know, anytime we'd stop, it was like they're picking up other people's garbage that's been left there, not like no one's watching them. They're just doing it because they're good people. Yeah. I love Amazing. that about that community. Yeah. And that's like one of the big rules of off-roading is that you, what did, would you say tread lightly? Tread lightly. Yeah. yeah. Kind of leave leave nothing but your tracks. Like don't yeah. leave garbage. Yeah. It's Respect really Respect the nature. Yeah. Like it's that, that kind of stuff is really important so that other people can continue to enjoy those trails. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so for off-roading, yes. we're talking about like trails and obstacles. We're not talking about like a, your your gravel road up to the cottage. No, or something we're like talking that. pretty serious. We're, we're talking about like a little bit more serious stuff here. Yeah. Um, and so that typically means that you need a specialized vehicle, like a like a four by four vehicle. Yeah. Um, and we went through the differences between four by four and all wheel drive in our previous episode. So if you want to download on that, definitely check out episode nine, which is intro to all wheel drive. And we talk about the differences. Yep. Uh, we go through four by four and like the different settings and how to use them and when to use them. So if you need a refresher, go back to that episode. Yeah. So here we're just, you're, we're operating under the assumption that you have a vehicle with some form of four wheel drive. Um, and that system is engaged. Right. And whether, you know, you go into low range, that's where it, you know, gets a little. But even that is not something that I would use all the time. That's mm-hmm. one of those like, you know, for low and go. It's like you like you really need it um, because, again, it's about doing it, you know, gently, um, strategically, whether it's, you know, water crossings, whether it's obstacles yeah. like boulders and stuff or like, like even that. Even a big ditch or something like yeah. that. There's a lot of different strategies you need to kind of think about when you're going off-roading. Well, because you want to avoid stuff like, you know, high centering, right? Which is like going over Yeah, you basically really... turtle your car. Yeah, exactly. You're going over something that's like too too tall that when, when the middle of your vehicle reaches it, so yeah. like the longer the wheelbase is, the higher the risk of, of high centering. So have I got a story for you. Another so, Jeff story. Uh, Not the is, same Jeff. This is a different Jeff. This what, is, which Jeff is this? This is about Jeff Wilson, who is a contributor to autotrader.ca's editorial. Good, good guy. Great guy. Super talented. So we went out on this comparison of two SUVs. We had a Ford Bronco and a Land Rover Defender. 
to extremely capable, purpose-built off-road SUVs, okay? But we got so stuck. And I was so mad at Jeff when this happened because we made a series of incredibly stupid mistakes that we both knew better, but we thought, oh, we're, we're good, we're good to go. And we, we got cocky and we got stuck. And so I learned a lot of lessons that day and I will never forgive Jeff for putting us in this situation. Um, but the positive thing is that I learned a lot of lessons, which I would like to share with you today. Please do. Um, I actually wrote a story about it for Auto Trader. It's called Six Ways to Avoid Critical Errors When Off-Roading. How many of them were like, you know, don't go with Jeff Wilson or like <laughs> make sure that I'm in the lead and not Jeff? Like, Well, so one of the, one of the things that he did right that yeah. day was he, he let one of his friends know that we were going off-roading. And so one of the biggest things, one of the biggest tips for off-roading is to bring backup. Don't go alone. Oh, that's... Go with friends. That's, like, that to me is so high on the list. Um, if you do not have... Some, and it's not just bring your friends in your Jeep no, or truck. Like you need a convoy of Yeah, people. you need, like, at least one other vehicle yeah. that's, that's just as capable as yours um, and that between the two of you you should have recovery equipment yep. to get unstuck. So the one thing Jeff did right was he asked his friend Andre to come. Andre is um, a Jeep owner. He's built up his Jeep. So him and his partner go overlanding with it for months at a time. So it's a very capable Jeep. It has a winch, all the recovery stuff. He had all the proper tools that you need for recovery. Um, and he knew how to use them all. Yeah, that's key. And it was really interesting because he um, is a relatively new Jeep owner. I think he's only, it was like a start of the pandemic thing, right? Where everyone else wanted to be outdoors, right? And so he bought this Jeep, built it up, but he never had the opportunity to do a recovery. Oh, so he was secretly so stoked. So he was secretly stoked. I think that we got so stuck. Yeah. Uh, so both the Bronco and the Defender got stuck. And how did that happen? So let me tell you many, many different <laughs> things that we did wrong. The first thing is that we didn't recon the trail. Yeah. So my biggest, well, my second biggest advice after bring a friend is make sure you take the time to recon the trail before you drive down. Trail walks are park, key. Park at the foot of the trail. Take some time to walk yourself down. And you do it in chunks because it's like, yeah, obviously you're yeah. not going to walk for hours. You want to check out the obstacles yes. that you, that are there. You have to plan how you're going to either go around them or go over them yep. and which one is better suited, which we can go over later. Yep. And then you also have to think of, okay, if I get stuck, what can I use to recover myself? Yeah. So you have to look at like what kind of trees are around, what kind of, you, you just have to take a really good look at your surroundings and be prepared for whatever is there. And that's the big, that's one big mistake we made. The second big mistake is that we, there was a water crossing, but it was um, iced over at the point at that time, and we didn't break through the ice to check how deep that water crossing was. Yikes! And that is hugely problematic yeah. because because all SUVs have a, a limit to how much water they can ford. Yeah. Okay, and so it would have taken us five minutes to break the ice and check how deep it was with a stick. And didn't you say the irony is that there was like, you could have just gone around the water very easily. Yes. And we wouldn't have gotten stuck, but because that's my other tip is that once you have picked a line, 
stick to that yeah. line. Oh, yeah. Because what we did is we straddled um, a muddy section and then this water crossing. Like, so a, we were, like a kind of high point? Yeah, so we yeah. were half on ground and half in water, which is like so dumb now that I think about it. But what happened was that we, we basically turtled the Bronco and I was stuck on an angle and it felt like I was gonna tip over. And I was actually really scared that yeah. I would tip over. It felt like that it's angle where I was stuck. It's a very unnerving We have pictures, we'll, we'll try to throw them up on, on the screen here screen about here. how scary that, that turtling of that Bronco was. Um, and yeah, that was a huge mistake, not yeah. doing recon, we got so stuck. The other problem that happened was that um, the Bronco had very chunky uh, off-road tires. So it got through a lot of stuff that the Land Rover wasn't able to get through because the Land Rover had just regular street tires. <sighs> what do I always say? Tires are the number one, the literally the number one modification that you yep. can and should make to your vehicle, whether it's the track, whether it's the trail, it doesn't matter. If you want something that you will notice a difference, get new tires. And I have a picture of the Land Rover too, and I'll, I'll try to throw it up on the screen where you can see the tire. You cannot see any tread because the entire thing is slicked with mud. Yeah. And so if, the, if your tires have nothing to grab onto, like they don't have little grabby, you, you need something to grab onto. Yeah. And the Land Rover didn't have that. And it yeah. was a, a damp, soggy day. It was so muddy. And so if you're not prepared, Did you guys air down at least when you went out? No, because <sighs> there weren't any... We, we didn't think there would be any like obstacles to climb over. But it, again, that's like, to that's me. That's another mistake. Yeah, because yeah. you want to widen your, you're literally widening your footprint, right? Yep. And it's like, if you look, you know, a, a prime example of, or at least some evidence of why it works regardless of obstacles is like, if you look at, you know, those crazy Arctic trucks that are up in like, you know, Northern Norway yeah. and all that stuff, they're on these massively wide you know, super soft tires because it's like the wider your your track, the wider your print is, right? You're dispersing the weight and you're also giving yourself more, you know, traction, a, mm -hmm. a, a wider footprint. Yep. To, so even if it's mud, sand, it doesn't matter. You should definitely air down. Yeah, that's that's a big tip. Um, but I'm, I am very grateful that Andre was there with his Jeep to help recover us because after we both got the Bronco and the Land Rover stuck, we were able to like winch ourselves out and it took a long time. But I think Andre, it, he was having so much fun doing this because it was his first time doing a recovery. And I'm so grateful for him because, because he had done all the research. Like he yeah. said, I've spent literally like hours and days watching youtube videos on how to do a proper off-road recovery and because he was prepared with that knowledge he saved our butts that you know like they have that um there people drive around with their jeeps with like those spare tire covers that say like it's a jeep thing maybe we need to get special ones made up that it's a jeff thing it's a jeff thing for jeff crane and for jeff wilson that's true off-roading um, with them and so the other thing that andre did really well besides having all of the recovery gear was he had tools so he had like um you know for example a handsaw which we needed to break down some branches to get better access to like a big thick tree stump that we could use to winch ourselves out and as a last resort like we Again, like you don't want to do that unless it's absolutely necessary, but having that saw saved our butts. Having tools, um, the Land Rover had 
to access the what, recovery hooks. Recovery hooks. Yeah. You have to you had to take off this plastic bit. <laughs> yeah. And if we didn't have the tool to remove that, then we would have been super stuck because we couldn't access those recovery points. And didn't you say Jeff was like under the water getting at those recovery? Like he was like in the water. He like, was like knee deep yeah. in muddy water. And yeah. it was also freezing that day. Yeah. So besides having all the right equipment, you want to be dressed properly. Yes. You want to have boots. You yeah. want to have Pants that you don't mind getting dirty. You have got to have gloves. Oh, all yeah. of that stuff, right? And also, like, another one that's often overlooked. And even for me, I remember. So, I, I just, A, I've been stuck before um, four-wheeling. I've gone out by myself when I shouldn't have when I was young. Um, but I've also been, like, you know, underprepared. Mm -hmm. And that day with the Central Ontario Off-Road Jeep Club, I was with our, our video producer, Will, and uh, we went out and we were, we didn't really know what we were getting into with these guys and how long we would be out there. So like we didn't bring any food with us mm. and we were out on that trail for like six hours. Bring snacks. Always. That yeah. snackle box is uh, going to come in real clutch. It's yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. People have been going crazy about the snackle box by really? the way. Oh, people love it. We need them to sponsor the show. <laughs> we It's <laughs> it's such a good name. I would love that. Um, but yeah, being prepared, bring snacks. Yeah. Also, I know this this might seem obvious, but like make sure to fuel up before you hit the trails. Yeah, that's a big one. Because off-roading will burn more fuel than you're used to and yeah. you don't want to get stuck without fuel. You're not <laughs> it's not you're not talking miles per gallon here. It's, it's gallons. Significant. It's like gallons per mile because yeah. you're you're burning you might think to yourself, oh, we must have covered like such a long, you know, such a big distance because we've been out here so long and whatever, but it's like you know, you've barely covered any ground as far as like as the crow flies, yeah. um, but it's taken a long time and you've burned a lot of fuel in the process. Uh, so yeah, definitely fuel up, have some spare fuel with you. Yep. That's always a good one. Um, have that recovery equipment is a always, yeah. it's better to be over-prepared because what does it matter? It's just taking up space. Yeah, you know. it's true. Like even when it comes to snacks, like we didn't have snacks this day and we were, we were probably stuck for like hours and I was hungry. And when I'm hungry, oh, I get no. grumpy. So Jeff really like got the glare. I was like daggerized yes. the whole time at him. I was so mad. Poor Jeff. <laughs> um, but yeah, bringing backup is really important. Yep. Um, not only in case you need to be recovered, but for people um, to be there, so to act as spotters, to help you yeah. figure out which way you should tackle a certain obstacle, yep. to tell you, you know, you know how much room you have. Yep. If it's really skinny, they can kind of... They can kind of marshal you through. Yeah, that's it's really important to have spotters. And again, it's like we talked about. Um, I think it was on our on our sports cars episode, um, performance cars, about you know if you want to kind of explore the limits of your vehicle, you should go do like a track day sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's great to go out with groups, you know, like the Central Ontario Off Road Jeep Club. They'll have like their rookie runs and stuff because they are experienced. And they are the type of people that you want to be out there with um, to, to show you the ropes and to have the right spotters who have experience and can help you negotiate these obstacles as opposed to just like going in totally blind. If you're not, if you're new to off-roading, you might think, oh, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but like it can go wrong in a hurry. Yeah, and you do not want to be stuck out there in the boonies. Maybe you have no cell reception. Yeah. And like, what are you going to do in that situation? It's, right? And it's stuff that you don't think about 
in those moments, right? Like slicing the sidewall of a tire because you've come too close to like a jagged rock. Yeah. Um, so again, it's like, it's important to have people there that can support you, that can get you out of there, that can help, you know, in, in case of a mishap, mm-hmm. uh, it is really important. That, that to me is like the golden rule. Like, yes, of course, tread lightly and all that stuff, but like, do not go out alone ever, ever, ever. It is. It can be it can very be, dangerous. Yeah. Remember I went on that, uh, Chevrolet Silverado ZR2 program and I took that photo in front of that sign that was like, <laughs> you know, people have died on these roads, like these trails yeah. because they're not patrolled. Yeah. Um, and the crazy thing is not on that exact trail we were on, but another one, not that far away, a family died. And because they went out by themselves and they were in a vehicle that wasn't so tragic. Yeah. So like you really do, you know, you can't underestimate how things can go wrong. And again, it's better to to be over prepared and be like, well, you know, it's a good thing we didn't have to, you know, utilize all of this stuff that we brought with us. And if you're like really, really serious about off-roading, you're going to be traveling to places that don't have cell reception. So invest in like a satellite phone or something like that. CB radios are still a great... Exactly. You know, it's not just for the yeah. Dukes of Hazard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really handy for communicating because, you know, again, you're somewhere where, with, with no cell service, yeah. but you've got, you know, your citizen band radio and you can call for help. You can communicate with your friends, whatever. Yeah. Even simple stuff, you know, like having a compass. Yeah. In case. You not know, a Jeep compass, by the way. <laughs> that won't get you very far on a trail. No. But like having a compass in case you get lost to know which way is home is yeah. really important. It's like simple stuff like that that we kind of take for granted because we have all of this technology. Like, oh, my phone has a compass. But yeah. like, what if you have no reception? Exactly. Right? Yeah. What if your battery dies? There, there's all these situations that you have to kind of be prepared for. Um, and then the other mistake that we made during this very failed off-road trip is that we didn't pay enough attention to the surface we were driving on. Yeah. It was still icy out, and I, I don't recommend um, off-roading in the winter no. because it is extra, extra unpredictable because of snow and ice. Yeah, that's a really um, big so no-go just for be, me. Most trails don't even open in the winter no. because it's so dangerous. So I don't recommend doing that. But just be aware of like whether you're driving on mud or gravel or if it's dry or wet because that will change how you approach certain obstacles. We can talk about another Jeff. Not just another Jeff. Three Jeffs? Three Jeffs. Jeff Richards, another good guy. Okay. Used to own a Ford Super Duty. It was an F-250. Cool truck, six-speed manual. Uh, They decided, Jeff and Jeff Crane and another friend, Kyle. I thought you were going to say another Jeff. (laughs) Imagine, I wish. Uh, Well, he's Jeff in this story. Okay. So, So the three Jeffs go out and they're going to like our favorite camping spot. Uh, but it's winter time and they make it, you know, barely a hundred yards down the trail and the truck just sinks in the snow and it was stuck and they couldn't get out. And luckily these two guys that lived up the road saw this truck and heard this truck go by it's nighttime. And we're like, that's not smart. Came after them on snowmobiles and Literally saved them. Well, brought, thank goodness they were listening. Brought them back to their place, like put them up for the night. Damn. And then the one guy worked for a company, whatever. He had access to like a log skitter. And it was the only thing that could get that truck out of there. So again, it's just the perils. Yeah. The perils of off-roading in the winter. 
also the perils of off-roading with people named Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the lessons. Just don't off-road with people named Jeff. Yeah, that's... Um, It'll save you from a lot of Top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, basically the end of the story is that, like, be prepared. uh, Just be prepared. And even if you have a super, super capable vehicle that is built for off-roading, you can still get stuck. You can still get stuck. You can still roll over. You can still damp. Like, it is, that's part of the fun of it, right? It's like, it does get your adrenaline going. I always talk about it in, you know, kind of comparison to to track days. They're so different, Mm -hmm. right? From even just from a speed perspective. You're going going so so slow. slow. You're crawling. But it, it, to me, is equally if not more enjoyable and satisfying than a track day mm-hmm. i've been lucky to to have you know lots of experience doing both and there's just something about that you know four-wheeling adventuring that is so enjoyable but part of it is the risk and you know there's no there's no reward without risk exactly. but just do it smartly do it safely yeah because you can mitigate those risks yeah. if you're prepared you can you can overcome those risks and you'll feel amazing after yes. so just be prepared um you know we'll put a link to the story yep um, we can put a link to my uh, Central Ontario Off-Road Jeep Club sure. because I went out with them twice. That's First true. in the uh, in the Wrangler Rubicon 4xE and then second in the Bronco. That's right. And we did not get stuck mostly because Jeff Wilson wasn't there. <laughs> but we can throw up uh, a link to that sure. too. There's video yeah. of both of we those. We have lots of great experience. off-roading yeah. content. Um, it's actually Off-Road and All-Wheel Drive Month at Auto Trader, which is why we're doing this podcast. Um, but today's Ask an Expert yes. comes from Jojo from Vaughn. Oh. Um, with EVs getting more popular, are there options for electric off-roaders? It's definitely coming. It's a new thing. Yes. Um, I don't think there's many options. The only no. one that sticks out to me right now is the GMC Hummer EV. Yeah. Which is First of all, very expensive. Yeah. But it is it is <laughs> purpose built for off-roading. Yes. And then like even I mean it's not hardcore and it you know would need a tires yes um, but the rivian r1t R1T? whatever it's called they have a truck and a suv version yes and they share a platform and they're both um built for off-road yes and then um there's you know it's not dedicated electric but that wrangler 4xe that's a plug-in hybrid it's very cool jeep has also had two versions of what it's called the magneto um, concept mm. so fully electric it's coming wrangler yeah um that it has had at two easter jeep safaris and it in looks moab cool. and apparently it like because jeep as part of its uh, easter jeep safari um program it'll bring some media and i've not had a chance to to go but people that have gone that got to drive it or at least like witness it said like it was very capable and very cool Cool. Range is always going to be the and weight. That's right, the other thing, and right. I can speak from experience with that. Yeah, plug-in. talk to me about how how it was like to off road the four by e Jeep. Well, it, it was very cool. It felt exactly like a Wrangler. Like there was no. Did you do it in fully EV mode? Yeah, I put it in. Cool. I, I put so I saved the cool thing about plugins is that you can you know do the battery save thing. So I fully charged the battery, and then I did not draw any of it as we drove. You know up. It was like a three-hour drive um, to get to this trail. And then I was like, I'm just going to see how far I can go 
on because I think at the time anyways, I don't know if it's still the case. I feel like that four by E had like 45 kilometers of, of range, um, electric range. This was like, I didn't go 45 kilometers because like you said, you know, it burns more energy mm-hmm. in this case, not, you know, gas, it's burning more electricity cause it's working harder, but we made it like more than half the time under nothing but electric propulsion. It felt very much like a Jeep, um, like a Wrangler. That's I've, really cool. I've gone four wheeling in Wranglers before. Um, but the big thing was, man, the extra weight was so noticeable. Like when you're dropping off ledges and stuff, because again, you're trying right. to do that in a very slow but controlled you're like manner. Slamming down. And it doesn't, you have the brakes, like, you know, your foot is to the floor, but it's just once you cross that you know, that point your, your pendulum swings and the momentum goes, you just can't stop all of that extra weight. Interesting. Um, so it, that part is definitely noticeable. Uh, thank God it had rock sliders on it because like we were coming down pretty hard on, on some of these rocks. Um, but it made me, you know, optimistic about the future of electric off-roading. And it also is very, it's a unique sensation. Because it's so quiet. Yes. Like it is so quiet, which also like, you know, it, it makes, it's a little unnerving because things that are just happening around you sound worse than they are because there's no mechanical right. white like noise. Like if you scrape something or you like you crack like a if branch Yeah, you're not even doing anything like, you know, dangerous right. or harmful to the vehicle, but it sounds worse than it is because there's nothing to mask the noise. Um, but yeah, it was a very cool experience to get out there. You guys can go to the Auto Trader YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Watch that <laughs> video. It was very cool. Um, cameo from those from those uh, Jeep Club Great. members. And yeah, get out there, explore, but do it safely and smartly. And be prepared. Yes. Thank you, Jojo, for your question. If you have questions, you can email us at expert at trader.ca. We would love to help you out with any car related or personal questions you might yep. have. Um, but till next time, thank you so much for joining Own the Road with Auto Trader. We'll see you next time. See you guys.